skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair? So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, Just Breakup family. I have the unfortunate job of sharing some sad news. Sam's mother-in-law passed away earlier this week. I know that the entire Just Breakup community is behind me when I say we are so deeply sorry for this loss and we extend all our love and sympathy to Sam's husband, Peter, Peter's sister, his father, and everyone who loved and was loved by his mother, Mary. In lieu of a primary episode this week, we're going to share a Patreon episode that we aired earlier this April. We will be back next week, but until then... Hold your loved ones close, tell them you love them, and move through this week with gratitude and kindness. We love you. Welcome to Just Break Up, the Patreon edition. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And this week, we're going to talk about gaslighting. Sorry, I had to do it. This is a Dixie Chicks song. This is now a Dixie Chicks stan podcast, so um, if you're not into it, then see yourself out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was really sad when they delayed their episode. I mean, delayed their episode, delayed their album. (laughs) I know, me too. Um, I love the Dixie Chicks. Sam once, this is honestly, like, it aligns with your love languages. I have never felt more loved by you. Then Sam went to a Dixie Chicks concert with his whole family, and I really wanted to go, but the tickets were like $78,000. They were so expensive. Thank you, um, parents, for paying for that, because I did not pay a cent for it. (laughs) I really wanted to go, but I wasn't about to be like, oh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Blackwell, please buy me a ticket. Um, uh, But Sam sent me, I mean, it had to been like 20 videos all night from the whole concert. It was so awesome. Okay, anyway, uh, let's get into what we're actually talking about in our check-in topic. Uh, first, I'm going to educate educate Sam. 
where I'm going to try to as gracefully as possible ex- explain something um, to him that I've just recently like dived into, but also like has been around for like 10 years. So I'm sorry if I'm like really late <laughs> to the party. Um, so uh, a lot of people in the woo woo self-help world might know the name Byron Katie and Byron Katie is, I don't even know how to describe her or like what she would t- like s- self-help um, spiritual something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, his, the, the idea of it is that, um, Byron Katie struggled for like the first half of her life with extreme, um, bouts of depression and negative self-talk and to the point where she, you know, her depression was manifesting in a way where she like couldn't get out of bed and, you know, during the day and stuff like that. And, she had this like life changing revelation that her thoughts like that she that if she believed her thoughts, if she believed her thoughts of I'm worthless, I'm unlovable, my life is terrible, then then she would suffer. But if she hmm. didn't believe her thoughts, if she chose to say that's not tr- real, like you say, then mm-hmm. then her life would have extremely less tension uh less um uh, unhappiness like if you if you if your inner monologue says i'm a bad person and then you you question that inner monologue like you don't believe it then then that empowers you to free yourself from these negative thoughts this all being said this this ideology doesn't always work i mean because like we can't um woo woo ourselves outside of uh, out of like you know, systemic oppression, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, but she does say, say that the purpose of what she calls the work is it's these four steps that I'm going to walk you through in a moment. The purpose of the work that we do to challenge our own inner thoughts is meant to be mind expanders. It's meant for you to look at the same problem from a different angle and, and hopefully mm-hmm. glean new perspective and empowerment from it. And I think you're going to really enjoy it because of, yeah, be, you already do that so naturally by talking to your anxiety or talking to your inner perfectionist and saying like, this isn't real or this mm-hmm. inner perfectionist is just trying to protect me, you know? Um, yep. And so what Byron calls the work is um, you have to you have to make a statement um, like I'm mad at Brad because he lied at lied to me, um, or you know I feel pressure from my mother to be perfect all the time, or da 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 da, and then you ask yourself four questions based on that statement. Um, I want to pick a. I want to pick a statement between you and I that we can like work through. We can either use the example I used before of like, I'm mad because Brad lied to me, or maybe is there something that you feel right now with work or something like that, that you maybe want to divulge in front of 500 people? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You can say pass. No, I, I feel like I am. uh, Like, I feel like I, I don't know that I actually feel this, but it's something that has like crossed my mind a few times, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm not making the most of this COVID quarantine. Mm. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough self work during this quarantine to yeah. Yeah, yeah, justify yeah. the amount of time I'm watching television. <laughs> I love it. So let's work through this, keeping in mind that like, I'm a, I'm a, the work amateur, but I think we can work through it together. So the first question <laughs> yeah. is, you take that step statement and I ask you, um, Sam, is that statement true? That you are not doing enough with your time during this COVID? And you can say yes or no. There's no. Um, no. Okay. It why? feels true. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's say yes first. So yes, because it feels true, right? That, um, and because of what? Because you don't have that you're not doing X, Y, and Z, that you don't feel like you're hitting these milestones or you're achieving enough. Yeah. It feels like, um, it feels like a lot of people are like baking or like Mm. doing all sorts of like gaining these new skills. And I am like, (laughs) cool. I'm watching a lot of television and like reading a lot of books. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, the, okay. So the second question is, uh, 
how do how do you know it's true and is it is it really true <laughs> the first question is is it true and the second question is but is it really true <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know this because I'm comparing myself to other people on Instagram. Um, yeah. Which is not, you know, really an actual factual way of comparing myself to other people. <laughs> right. So, no, it's not really true, although your emotions are still there. Yeah. Um, question three is how does it make you feel? How do you feel physically? Like maybe you can describe it to me when you believe this thought. Um, not great. I experience a lot of tension, uh, which I tend to hold in my solar plexus, uh, which mm-hmm. gives me a tummy ache. So <laughs> mm-hmm. really not mm-hmm. great when I'm like, Oh God, and I'm squandering you- this time. <laughs> and how do you feel about yourself? Uh, not great. Feel like a, like a loser or like a, yeah, like I'm this hippie woo woo self-help make Person yourself better. Internet. Yeah my job literally is to like help people work through this shit. And here I am feeling bad about the fact that people are making bread on Instagram. So Mm. not great. (laughs) Yep. And then this fourth question is how would you feel if you didn't believe that thought? How would you feel if you didn't? So much better. Yeah. Tell me what would it feel like? Explain it to me. Uh, Cause then I would, cause then I could just do things that actually make me feel better uh which is watching tv and reading right now and sleeping yeah so (laughs) yeah and also how would you feel about yourself like as a human being your merit of if you didn't believe that you weren't doing enough how would you feel about yourself i would treat myself better right i would i would feel more empathy for myself and be like you if the expectation is not that you're at this level then like I can see that you're hurting right now. And so what do I need to do to take better care of you? Yeah. You know, what's so funny about this process too, is that I see you saying, oh, I would treat myself better or I would acknowledge my hurt or whatever, but I haven't heard you say I would feel good about myself or whole or like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and isn't that interesting that that, that angle this is what the work reveals to you is like, how are you holding yourself differently? Like if you didn't believe the thought that you weren't that if you didn't believe the thought that you're not being productive enough, that would manifest truly as you feeling productive, whole, healthy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and that's not yep. to say that's, that's not to censor your hurt, you know, like, cause we're, you're struggling right now. We're all struggling. Um, but it's, it's the idea that if you don't believe that, that in fact you are unbroken, you are, you are mm-hmm. doing great instead of a wound that you need to, you'd be better at caretaking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so the fifth step, it's not a, like there's those four questions, but the fifth, the last thing you do is can you, can you reverse that statement? And can you give me a couple of reverses of that statement? What is the, what is the opposite of, cause if you don't believe that you're being unproductive, what, what is the opposite of that statement? Um, I'm doing exactly what I need to do to take care of myself. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't need to compare my, my, my processing of this to other people's processing of this. Yeah. Um, and I can never fully know anyone else's life as well as I know my, my own (laughs) Yeah. Or what if you are being productive because taking care of yourself is productivity? Yeah. So the last step is really is like taking that idea and turning it as many times as you can to see it, to to see what it would be like if you believed the alternative. Like, wow, I'm being so productive right now because I am surviving, because I'm taking care of myself, because I'm consuming all these things that I that I love and that I want to share with Peter and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not just like, oh well, I'm. It it's kind of like you're finding the joy or finding the abundance. It's not just like being compassionate with yourself, like oh, I'm doing the best that I can, even though you know that's like my favorite thing to say. Instead, it's like. <laughs> You know, instead it's like, wow, I'm being really productive right now. If I think about productivity, 
um, as not something that like I'm contributing to the world, but maybe that I'm contributing to myself or, or whatever. Yeah. A, a, mm-hmm. Another really cool example of it is I actually did it. I like watched a YouTube video of her talking about it, um, about somebody who was like X so-and-so lied to me and I feel hurt about it and just going through it really fast. She's like, is this true? And he's like, well, yeah, <laughs> because like lying, <laughs> lying feels really objective, you know? And she's like, but was it really true? And he's like, well, you know, I know that once some people are hurting, their lies come from a weird place of truth because they're, they're, they are, they're living their reality or whatever. Um, uh, or, or the statement was, I feel hurt because so-and-so lied to me. And he's like, is it really true? And it says, well, no, I don't feel hurt that he lied to me. I feel hurt that I expected him to be someone that he isn't, you know? Hmm. And then she went on to be like, how do you feel when you believe this? And he felt, you know, like defensive. He, he kept doing like a pushing out motion. Like I want distance from this person. I don't want them, you know? And she hmm. said, well, wh- what would your life look like if you did, if you didn't believe that you were hurt by him lying to you. And he said, I would just let his actions pass by because they have no impact on me. Um, Hmm. Yeah. And this one's hard because like Willow and I talked about it, like it's hard because lying feels so like cut and dry, but again, Mm -hmm. think of it as like brain expanders. Cause then she, she went on to say, well, what's the opposite of you're frustrated because so-and-so lied to you. And the guy was like, well, I lied to myself. I lied to myself. The expectation that, that, that I, you know, that I could expect of this person or whatever. And she said, yes, that's true. But another way to turn it is that this person told you true, the truth. And he was like, wait, what? And, and she's like, well, their version of reality, like this is the truest version of them, the lot, the, the, the liar. Right. And I think about that in terms of like my last relationship where the person kept cheated on me and lying to me. And I was Ah, the one that kept being like, Oh my, I was, yeah. Right. I was so hurt that he kept lying and cheating on me instead of seeing that that was his truth. It's not like, like I couldn't leave him because I couldn't accept that to be true. You know, um, that like, That there was like this, that I wanted his, I wanted my version of reality to match his reality, right? Instead of um, acknowledging a separation between the two. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Not that his lies aren't lies, but that he's telling you the truth about himself, which is that he is a person who lies. (laughs) Exactly. And that was hard for me to realize, or like the the lie thing was hard for me because I was like, how can a lie be not true? You fucking lied to me. You told me you bought me a Christmas present and you didn't. You know, right. Um, you told me you just slept and, in the same but, bed and it wasn't that. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But instead, it's the idea that like he told me the truth. He told me exactly who he was. And it makes right. me think of like the Dixie Chicks covered that song Fly. And I don't remember mm-hmm. the original. And I love it so much. And it was like my breakup anthem because the a line in that Fly, the song called Fly um, is um, there's ain't no talking to this man. He's been trying to tell me so meaning, you know, like the whole breakup, mm-hmm. the song is about like, the, the song is about like, um, you know, he doesn't want to be with you. He like, you have to end this relationship. You need to tell yourself, you know, whatever. So I love the line of like, there's not, ta- there's no talking to this man. And he's been trying to tell me so because like in his actions, he's been telling me all of his truth. And I need to accept that as true instead of trying to mash our two realities together. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's Byron Katie. It's called The Work. She actually has a million really fantastic, great examples online on her website. Some of them are like, you know, 35 minute videos for one question, but she does a really good job of taking that tension and like, or that painful experience and turning it around until you can maybe find some like an empowering angle at it. Um, I thought it was really interesting anyway. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. I think you would really enjoy it. Like maybe check out her website sometime that you're feeling unproductive, (laughs) (laughs) which is impossible. (laughs) Like you are productive. You're a human being, you know? Right. Um, And also this like idea of productivity is the product of capitalism so (laughs) yeah i do think it i think it's interesting though that in that turnaround system we we didn't you didn't say i'm doing a great job you said like i'd be more understanding of myself that i'm you know instead of being Mm -hmm. like 
Well, if you didn't believe you were failing in the first place, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to dig up all your shit. (laughs) No, but that's, that's real. I mean, I think that's, that is a different way that I need to be looking at it. (laughs) Yeah. Like what would it be like if we weren't failing? Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, let's get into our letter because I feel like it is perfectly tied to that example that you gave of that person who's lying, but was telling the truth about them being a liar. Uh, I'm so glad I brought that up. I'm so glad you like it. Like, because this whole week I was like watching her video, Byron Katie's videos and like ruminating on my own life. And I was like, I can't fucking wait to talk about this with Sam. All right, go ahead. I love it. All right. So this letter comes from free from the bullshit who is writing from London. Hi, Sam and Sierra. Before I dive in, I want to I want to sincerely thank you for playing a huge role in the healing from my last breakup last spring. I am a happy, healthiest single gal, thanks to you guys and my therapist. So whilst I could probably write 50 separate letters on the man-child of an ex, I've made the choice to move past a lot of the shit and let it go. But I just wanted to seek some advice regarding the topic of gaslighting. 
I know you've spoken a lot here and there about it in various episodes, but not only am I keen to understand your own experiences, but also to help me out with what I feel like are the remaining feelings of my breakup. These feelings I speak of are sort of like the stubborn remnants of grimy food that's gone hard on a saucepan, the type that needs some elbow grease grease to scrub off, if you know what I mean. Mm. For for context, me and him, thanks Sam for that one. Not everyone deserves the honor (laughs) of their name said out loud. I roll. Uh, me and the ham got together when I was 21 and he was 22. Our relationship officially began six-ish months later when I was 22 and he was 23. I am soon to be 25. And we ended up staying together for just under two years. It was both our first and only ever serious relationship. We began like all young couples, completely in awe of each other and spent pretty much all of our time doing exciting things, having fun and living our best lives. We would often make jokes of how we felt like a power couple, how we felt like a power couple, problematic, I know, and we truly enjoyed being what a perfect match we seemed to be. Whilst we were honest, honestly quite clueless, I do feel at peace and not guilty to admit that I can now look back at the first year of the relationship as quite sweet and loving. However... As we approached the one year mark, things started to go downhill. A lot of mixed messages and on and off vibes. I felt like he was afraid to com- of commitment and that would flare up my anxious attachment style. We would bicker, then make up and forget about it. A horrible cycle of uncertainty. He felt incredibly wishy-washy and it was hard to navigate. All of our friends and family still held us in high regard and I sort of felt like I was pretending everything was fine. It's only 10 months after we've broken up and I'm able to share certain feelings with friends. Why is that, you ask? Well, it turns out my reality and experience of this relationship drew me to the conclusion that I was gaslit the shit out of. Mm. Honestly, like WTF, the further I get away from this period of time, the more evident it seems. I spent a lot of the last six months of the relationship feeling like he didn't love me, scared he wanted to break up, and feeling constantly not good enough. I was still trying to maintain my outgoing, extroverted, fun-loving self that I once was, but this man-child was grinding me down. I would go out of my way constantly to show him my love and his emotional support system and just be a fucking great girlfriend, Mm. or at least I tried. As this time went on, his, now what I understand to be convert passive narcissist traits started to really appear i tried so hard to communicate using all the tools i had from ongoing therapy times when i would approach a conversation about our relationship in a calm and loving way i would be met with responses like we don't need to speak about our relationship we're fine you're just anxious i'm not biting these began to really get me down it felt like i was constantly getting kicked down for trying to be bring healthy communication styles This Mm -hmm. alongside similar behaviors honestly made me feel like I was going fucking insane. But at the time, I always felt like he had to be right because he was a calm, cool-headed guy from a healthy, loving family. His calm and charming personality was the perfect breeding ground for these gaslighting tactics because I always felt shame or guilt for wanting to communicate or express my needs. A month before the breakup, things really went south. After having to temporarily move into his place after I had been kicked out of my apartment by a shitty landlord, we went on a luxury vacation with his family that his parents had booked for everyone. Things between us were just a fragment of what they used to be at this time. I could feel him pulling away, falling out of love with me, and just mentally checking out. Because of this, I asked before the holiday if things were okay, etc., how to feel close during the holiday as I was feeling weird about it. Spoiler alert, the holiday sucked. Mm. I found myself in this huge-ass Kardashian-style mansion in the middle of Italy, but feeling so (laughs) torn down and completely hollow. This man-child had continued to gaslight me the whole trip, making digs at me, making sly comments about everything I did to shame me. For example, why are you wearing makeup? We're on holiday. After making an effort to get dressed up for dinner. Or, after setting the dinner table in the most thoughtful way way I could, was met with, wow, wow. Who knew we always had to sit together? Just outright mean statements. This was all wrapped up in him wanting to have sex with me, but not wanting to be intimate in any other way, literally walking out of rooms when I would be mid-sentence, etc. Just pure asshole behavior. Yeah, so I think you catch my drift. All of this obviously led me to think he wanted to break up. He was acting like he couldn't stand me. When When we got back, I asked him about his feeling and was met with, I'm just stressed for work. And was belittled for even asking. What I'm trying to say is that I tried to communicate so many times to provide him with an opportunity to air his feelings. One week later, whilst I was making us dinner, he arrived at my door and simply said he wasn't happy. And hadn't been happy for a while, didn't love me anymore, and wanted to break up. 
I was literally stunned. I was so heartbroken, but also furious at the way he went about it. He even admitted that the holiday was a test for our relationship, a fucking test I knew nothing about. This is all to say mm. the man-child fully manipulated my reality. I was truly gaslit until the very end. He even had the audacity to say, you deserve better. He was right. I do. He mm. remains blocked. So after that long-ass story time and a journey and a half over the last year to calmness, I guess my questions to you both are, one, have you ever experienced gaslighting like this? Two, how do you know to trust your feelings and to distinguish when anxieties are simply insecurities or when they are a result of manipulation or gaslighting? Three, what are the ways you have processed the revelation that you have been gaslighted or manipulated? And four, how do you not project this type of experience onto new relationships in the future? Thank you so much for reading and apologies for the decline in grammar. All the love <laughs> and hope you're and hope you're sane, sane and safe in this time. Awesome. Thank you Free so much. Free from the bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what to call you though. <laughs> FFB. Mm-hmm. FFB. Got it. Um, okay. Uh, Sam, have you experienced any gaslighting? Oh my God. I was so triggered by this letter. It was delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I have, um, yeah. So I, you know, dated this man, him, um, who would, who would do a lot of like really shitty things to me and then pretend like they were my fault for being upset about them. Um, Mm. So would like, like <laughs> yeah, like the one that I talked about, was that on the last episode? No, it's next episode. Next, oh, okay. next <laughs> long episode that comes out, y'all. Uh. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it private, you know? So right. Yes. Reveal. Um, yeah. Who would like go out at night and not come home until like four in the morning and not like yeah. respond to any calls or texts and then be like, you're being irrational. Like who cares that I was out until four in the morning? Right. Um, and then also near the end of the relationship did a lot of the same stuff that, that your dude, uh, FFB was doing, which was that he wanted to break up with me, but didn't want to do it. So he just made my life a living hell until I broke up with him (laughs) and made me feel like I was honestly like losing touch with reality because I would be like, what is happening? And he would be like, nothing, everything's fine. Why are like, you, you don't need to get this worked up about it. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, FFB. <laughs> yes. Um, I have been gaslit, too. I'm trying to think of, like, specific examples. Um, I'm trying to think of an example outside of, like, the lying cheater, you know, because mm-hmm. that one, that's like an, I'm not sure if that's gaslighting because, like, that's just, you're just lying to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a form like gaslighting is related to lying. Um, And I feel gaslit in that I was promised a version of him, you know, like I was promised, like, he's like, let's get married. I want to be with you forever. I want to be monogamous, you know? So like, I felt gaslit in that, but I'm trying to think about the little things because that's really what um, makes you question your reality is like Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's literally like a constant, um, rejection of, of what you think is real. Like, no, no, that's not real. You know, like, we're not going to argue about that. Da, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's especially like, there's one thing about like, I'm cheating on you and I'm lying to you about it. But there's another thing that's like, I'm going to lie about a thing that happened to you and that you know to be true. That right? is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Cause I don't feel totally comfortable confident being like that's 100 percent gaslighting it's like right. your experience of me is wrong um and yes. that's where gaslighting gets so harmful um, or like your think, memory of this event is not real which is like oh that he did oh my god he did that to me all the time where he'd be like this is how I it went and i would be like that i i don't know how do you how do, how are you misremembering this like are you that are you is your memory that bad or are you just so deluded that you are like you are intentionally misremembering this or are you just like treating me like a like a dick? <laughs> mm. And it was like so frustrating yeah. because it I was like I got so worked up about making sure like trying to convince him that the memory, the way that this experience happened really happened in the way that it happened to me 
that it would be, it would make me so crazy because I was like trying to get him to have, remember this experience in the same way, even though like, I don't know what his intentions were. I have thought about this so many times and I can't tell if he just like was honestly so, so like involved, self-involved that he like honestly thought these things went differently or if he was like literally lying to me. Um, but just yeah. like that, that work of trying to get him to understand, like remember things that happened to us the way they actually happened so exhausting. was exhausting. And just like, I'm getting Mentally like tolling. tense, just thinking yeah. about how okay. awful that was. So I feel let's you think about, <laughs> BPF, yeah, let's think BPF, about Katie, yeah. Bi- FFB <laughs> or Byron, yeah, yeah. Uh, Byron Katie in this, because, um, in that, you know, cause that's the other thing about so many people who gaslight are, are hurting and are sick, you know, in one way or another. Right. For sure. And I say that because I have to be like culpable to the fact that like we have the healthy, not healthy people, but like everyone has the capacity to gaslight because I think unless you're doing it so intentionally and maliciously, you're basically trying to make other people's reality align with yours. And sometimes that's manifested almost violently, you know, in Mm -hmm. this way of like trying to make people feel like what they believe isn't real. And I think about my way past, like when I was really unhealthy and if somebody was like, you're, you know, you're, uh, you don't want to be with me. Um, you're, you're taking advantage of my time and energy. I'd be like, Oh no, 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 no. Like I would, I would want to like push against that because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want what they're saying to be true. And I wouldn't want to be accountable to it. Not in like a, I'm an evil genius, but in like that, I didn't have the tools and skills or capacity or desire to deal with my own shit, to be like, you're right. I am taking advantage of you. Um, Mm -hmm. I should stop, you know, I should stop. Like I didn't, I didn't want to back then, but now I'm like, Oh, let me just dig through all my shit. Um, (laughs) anyway, just saying that to be accountable um, and, and to anybody who out there is like, oh, fuck, I've done this. Well, that's just for sure. And I have like human. I have done it, too. And there's like but there are also like things that I've learned about how to how to handle that, too, to be like, right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I understand. Like, I respect that that's your perception of of how things went. And I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Uh, and so, like, how can we move forward in this? Right. Like, right, that's right. at least acknowledging that, like, your reality isn't the reality of that other person. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And con- so connecting it to the Byron Katie thing is like mm-hmm. um, him, your him, Sam, back mm-hmm. then when he was like, that didn't happen. Like, you're misremembering like that. That was his truth, right? Like that he didn't, he couldn't see your truth. He didn't want to, he didn't want to acknowledge his behavior or whatever yep. he wanted to, you know, and it's so great. Cause, cause I think what I'm trying to get across right now is that like in those moments of deep toxicity, when a gaslighter is gaslighting, you know, and is like clinging to the gaslighting, that's their, that's their only control that's their truth Mm. that's the church that they pray to you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that that act of manipulation is what's allowing them to maintain their own small level of control over all of that crazy toxicity bubbling up inside them and that's their fucking truth and that's sad that the reason why i'm trying to explain all of this is that once we see that that's their reality that that's that they're, they're not doing it um that they're, yeah, doing they're not it. like Dr. Evil in their lair, like yes, with their, like exactly. their massive, like evil plan with all of these steps. It's just that like they are hurting so much and also they're like, they're not doing it consciously. They're just doing it. Right. Because it's like um, their way of in the moment, preserving control over what feels like is out of their control. Yeah. And, and once, once you see that, um, once you see that you're like, oh my God, I want nothing to do with this, you know, just like the liar thing is like (laughs) once I, once I acknowledge that so-and-so was constantly lying and this was all I was going to get from him, then it's like, oh, I'm not going to jam my reality against your reality to try to make it fit. I'm just going to walk away. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is a little tangent about gaslighting. Um, Yeah, no, but like, and that's also, that's also what I had to learn by the end, like Mm -hmm. was that his version of reality was different than mine. And I can't explain what, why it was different or whether or not that was intentional. 
But I just had to realize that there was nothing I could do to get him to see my version of reality oh as my real. God. Yeah. And like it, but what was good about that was then it also reinforced for me, like affirmed me and said like, my version of reality is real and right. it has nothing to do with whether or not he will accept that. Right. I know the truth of right. what happened. I have faith in the truth that what, of what happened and the fact that he doesn't want to see it or the fact that he is misremembering it, whether intentionally or not, is on him. It's not on me. Right. I know that he was making out with that man in the bar. I yeah, know yeah, yeah, that yeah. that Settlers of Catan game that he took with him when we moved out <laughs> was purchased for me by my sister. But like, cool that you think he went to Target to buy it. Like, what? Yeah. But like, it has nothing to do with me. Like the the. He can remember whatever he wants to remember, but I know the truth in my heart was that those two things were true. Um, and, and it has nothing to do with getting him to acknowledge or validate that truth because like, I don't need it. I, I have it. Because, and also how much of our time in rom romantic conflict is spent trying to get the other person to understand or to understand the other person to feel like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? How much of that conflict is spent like is, oh, if I could just convince him of how I feel or experience things, then he'll understand and he'll treat me better. But instead, yeah. this, like this is this is their world these are their rules they're playing by a different game another thing byron yeah. katie said this is totally unrelated sam but also related and i'll just just a quick aside is that she talked about how like in marriages like you and peter might be married to each other but you have two different marriages that you have your mm -hmm. marriage to peter and peter has his marriage to you and that even though mm -hmm. it's the same thing and relationships right like we think that you're that we're, we're we are you are building something right like you are building a life together or whatever and you're both mm -hmm. contributing but your marriage is separate than his marriage and that they're operating in with different rules isn't that yeah. interesting um it is Anyway, so this is to say Gaslighter is operating in different rules than your and your yours FFB. And now you're like, bye, fucking peace the fuck out. <laughs> uh, what are the questions? The questions are like, how the fuck to deal with this? How to move on so we've and not experienced bring it to somebody it. else? Yeah. Like, how do you trust your feelings? Um, and I, so FFB, I want to say that like your feelings throughout this whole process were like a hundred percent spot on. So like, I want to affirm you yeah. in that, <laughs> like, like yeah. throughout your letter, you were like, I wasn't feeling it. it. felt like he was pulling away. Like things were weird. And like, he, he didn't acknowledge that. Right. But mm -hmm. your instincts mm -hmm. on that were a hundred percent spot on. Right. Like mm -hmm. you, you could tell he was pulling away. You could tell he was being emotionally distant. Like all of those things that you were perceiving were a hundred percent real. Um, and I think what, I think I hope what you take out of this experience is that you can trust yourself in those moments when you're feeling like this doesn't feel right. Like mm. this, this isn't, this isn't working for me um, because you, you, you felt the right things. Like you felt the reality and also you did things to try and like bridge that gap. Right. I mean, if we are having two separate marriages <laughs> at any given time, right then the important thing is that we need to be talking to each other about like the experiences that we're having within those two marriages mm -hmm. so that we can at least like bring as much of them together as possible. I and totally it sounds like agree. you were trying to do that. And this, this man child, as you call him, wasn't willing to. So like yeah. all of your understandings and all of your instincts in this moment were right. So like, how do you, how can you, I want to affirm that in you so that you can begin to trust those, those feelings and those instincts more and more. Yeah. And I have a question for you, Sam, <laughs> like mm -hmm. moving forward, when I think about recovering from intense times of abuse that, you know, often, you know, like recovering from that one relationship that, you know, I'm talking about, um, that like took me like <laughs> several years to actually fully mentally like catalog uh -huh. and process. Um, I, I found that I felt, and this, this goes into FFB's question. I found that I felt incredibly sensitive in later relationships. Like, oh my God, I'm being gaslit right now. And then I was like, oh wait, am I being gaslit? Like, or, or do they just have a different understanding of something than I do that is not mm -hmm. malicious? Because yet again, always there's two marriages. There's two different realities. Yep. Like how do we move For sure. forward? And I'm sure you felt this way with him, like how to move Absolutely. on. Like <clears throat> how do we, 
because it's really about self-advocation, right? Like how are we advocating for our ourselves, empowering ourselves to feel like we're trustworthy, you know, yep. that our experiences are trustworthy, but also how do we navigate when a not malicious person has a different experience than us because that's bound to happen. And it is bound to happen. And I think it's like, I think it's super important to call that out. So like, I'm really glad that you did because mm. I think, I think it's important to understand that other people have different perceptions yeah of and not everything is and, gaslighting or that no, or gaslighting is on a scale you know absolutely yep and that it's it's okay for other people to have a different experience of something that you have experienced together right it's it's different mm. for that person to say like here's the definition of uh, here's the definition of monogamy that I was operating under and it's different than yours. So like, mm -hmm. how do we have a conversation about, about aligning those better? Mm -hmm. Right. Which is not to excuse cheating. Right. But it is to say that like, there are different, if we are all operating with different understandings and different definitions of things that might feel universal when they're absolutely not. And so I think mm -hmm. for me, what I had to do was learn to talk about my experience as my own experience and to say to my mm. partner, this is how I experienced this thing that just happened. Right. This I is know, the story I'm telling myself. Right. Right. Like, I know that this is probably not your intent. I know that this is like, was maybe accidental, but here is how I perceived and felt that. I want you to know that so that you can understand like what, how your actions are, are having this repercussion on me mm -hmm. and then listening when they said, that's not what I meant. Or I experienced that differently. Like, I'm sorry. Like Peter and I have these conversations yeah. all the time with like, you know, with a friend says something and I, and he's like really worked up about it. And I'm like, here's how I think that that friend may have meant what they said and, and coming to like an understanding of like our different perceptions of what happens mm -hmm. are different, but that doesn't make any of our perceptions of what happens less valid. Right. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? And then, yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> and also it's, it's for FFB moving forward. It's knowing, is this person doing the underlying foundational, like, are they treating me with the foundational underlying respect, love, and kindness that I know I deserve even yep. if we have a disagreement, because that's the For different, sure. that's where the man child failed, where he's being petty and mean and malicious, like, mm -hmm. and, or, and making you feel like second, he was doing all of that because he was unhappy and he wanted you to be, he wanted you to say, fuck you, I'm out. But instead yep. he was like doing the long game, you know? Um, and so it's like exactly what Sam said, which is like learning how to communicate your experience lovingly respectfully to yourself and others listening to other people's experience but then also being able to like bolster all of that with that self-love self-reflect knowing like what what you deserve right because mm -hmm. um a disagreement between two people who respect and love each other looks a lot different between an abuser and their partner for sure you know yep absolutely um and i think and I think that as you move forward, any person that's not willing to do that with you, any person that's not willing to to show that level of vulnerability and share what their experience mm -hmm. is and try and actively understand yours is not someone that you want to be with, right? And mm -hmm. it's like Brene Brown talks about in uh, her book, right? Like if the person is not in the arena with you, then mm -hmm. they're not worth your time. And so if someone's showing up with all of their armor on being like, everything's fine, don't talk to me, like I don't. I don't want to demonstrate any vulnerability, then they don't, they don't get the, the joy of being vulnerable with you. They don't get to mm -hmm. experience that. Um, and so like, if you are in a relationship, that's, that is something that I had to learn. If I was in a relationship with someone where I felt like I couldn't be honest about my experience and like have them see it, if not fully understand it, just like see it, uh, then I couldn't be in a relationship with that person. Like it just was not, it was not going to work. Mm. I think that's really a, a, a great analogy to bring in this in, into this, the arena, like what the man child was saying, like, oh no, we're fine. Like not validating that experience. Cause you can also have a dis, you can have a disagreement between experiences and the one person can say, oh, that doesn't bother me. And that, and mm -hmm. then you're like, like if I was like, oh my God, I'm really upset by this. And then you said, well, that doesn't bother me. Like I need to know that, that you're 
that that's not a dismissal of mine, you know, like maybe you Mm -hmm. could acknowledge it and say like, yes, I see that you're upset, but I also have to recognize that my understanding of reality, my experience is not impacted or defined by other people's experience. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And saying to your partner, this thing really, this thing really bothers me and having them say like, I didn't even know I was doing it. Sorry. Can also be a way for you to be like, okay, well then I can reframe and say like, this isn't intentional. And so like, I don't need to be bothered by this person doing this thing anymore. Right. Right. Like there's that open and honest communication about our, our experiences and our understanding of the world is like what helps us bridge the gaps between people um, Mm. as we move in relationship with, with people. Like we're never going to fully understand our partner, but we can at least continue to try over and over again. And if your partner's not willing to do that with you, then your relationship is going to be really difficult. Yes, totally. I agree. Um, And FFV, we're sorry that this happened to you. Um, We're really glad that you're out of that situation and now reflecting and doing the awesome thing. Like the really like, um, uh, it's a lucky thing to do self-reflect, you know, to look back and learn from our, from our past. Um, And we're, we're confident that you're going to, you're going to be able to, protect, believe, and empower yourself more moving forward. Absolutely. We love you. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, friends. Thank you so much for subscribing, for supporting us on Patreon. Um, You make this possible for all listeners to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sam and I are going to be doing another... um, live stream show at some point in the future so stay tuned for that um yeah anything any other announcements i don't think so okay cool all right friends so you remember you have the right to live and grow free from things like gaslighting or other toxic behaviors all human beings have that right and so do you You deserve more than being an emotional punching bag and you can trust your own reality. You know what you experienced and felt. No one can take this power away from you. And all loneliness or discomfort is infinitely better than this form of abuse. And if all else fails, just break up. (laughs) 